morning to everyone, uh, locally as well as on online community. We thank and we praise God for your presence, for your listening here. We honor you. Amen. We honor you. We're very thankful and we're very grateful uh, for what the Lord is doing this hour. Got an interesting word this morning, very interesting word. Stay close to me. Stay close to the spirit. Amen. We're about to see something, and, and it's, a, it's like inventory time. It's inventory time. But we're going to go now. We're going to go to the book of St. Matthews, and we're going to look at chapter number 7. That's where we're going to begin in chapter number 7. We, um, Heavenly Father, we thank you now for your word. We pray, Heavenly Father, that every ear be open. Um, we bind up every uh, spirit of distraction. Uh, we come before you, Father God, and we're giving you praise and glory, and we thank you for your word. Now, Father God, help us, Lord God, to open our ears and open our hearts and our minds, our spirit, to receive your word. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. All right. St. Matthew chapter number 7. This past Wednesday, we had an interesting conversation. He cannot. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for extras amen thank you lord for extras we on wednesday night we we started this and um and as we were praying uh um, a couple days ago we seeking god we we had said on last week that uh, we were going to deal with go back to the book of first kings but you know when god you know what you have going on and uh you just have to follow what the spirit say and so uh, on Wednesday, we talked about first things. We talked about seeking first the kingdom of God and uh, all of his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And there were some few scriptures that were given, the Lord gave us. And so as we were praying a couple of days ago, uh, um, God gave, dropped a, a title in my spirit. And, and I stopped when I, when I heard it. And then I said, well, Lord, show me the scriptures that you want me to go with this title you've given me. So in Matthew chapter number 7, we're going to begin reading at verse number 21. Verse number 21. Our title that the Lord gave us is Access Denied. Access Denied. You know how, you know how that is, right? When you're talking about access denied, it's like when you're taking your bank card or your debit card to, to purchase some items, uh, to purchase food, or you're at the, uh, at the tailor and uh, you're getting ready to pay, you're getting ready to use your debit card, and it comes up denied, right? Either it comes up approved or it's going to come up denied. Anybody been there? I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I, you know, I forget and I put, I'll put in the wrong code. And it's, and it's kind of embarrassing a little bit when it comes up and said denied. So then when you have, I say, well, listen, hold up, let me, let me try another card, let me try another code or whatever. But, but we've got to look at it on, on a spiritual realm, okay? 
Access denied. Access denied. All right. Now, verse number 21 and St. Matthew uh, chapter number 7. Now, you stay, stay very close today. Amen. And whatever you thought you knew, whatever you think you know, lay it aside. Be open-minded to the Spirit. Amen. All right. Now, looking at verse number 21, it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, or Master, Master, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Now, we understand that that the and Luke is chapter number seventeen. It talks about the kingdom is within us. Okay. Now, do we not know that we have the kingdom within us and can still not have access to what's on the inside of us? And there's a reason for it because the scripture tells us what it is. First thing we want to look at is that word kingdom. It says, uh, not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, talking about master, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, the word kingdom means foundation of power, but it also means the realm or the eternal uh, place where God rules and he rings. Amen. It's where he has ultimate authority, ultimate authority. But he's saying here, not everyone that, that says, Lord, Lord, shall be able to enter into the kingdom. But then there's that word, but. Now, but is like it cancels out what's before it, but it's got something to say thereafter. He says, but he that doeth the what? The will of my Father which is in heaven. So we can be doing a lot of things, <laughs> but yet not in the will of God. We had a question to come up. Well, what is the will of God? Well, we're going to get there. We're going we to get there. Amen. So, so the Lord said, let's go ahead and continue on. So we, we, we think in our minds, okay, uh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, I'm doing that. But then the God says, you can't even enter in. You do not even have access to what to the kingdom that you have on the inside of you if you are not doing the will of God. Have you ever wondered why you get some denials sometimes? Huh. When we seek the Lord and we're looking for the master and asking for different questions and different answers, just maybe whatever we're doing or whatever we're requesting at the time is not in the will of God. Now, Keep your place, keep your place there in St. Matthew because we're coming back. Now, let's go to uh, Luke chapter number 6, and we're going to read one verse out of Luke chapter number 6. Are we there? Look at that verse number 46. Then he says this, the Lord, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, a master, and do not... 
the things which I say. Well, Fanny, Lord said, so we call him Lord, Lord, Master, Master. But he says, why you call me that when you don't do what I say? Access denied. <laughs> why is it? Why? You know, you think about that now, what, what the scripture is saying there. He said, why are you calling me Lord? Why are you saying I'm your master when you don't? Do what I say. Because, see, the, word, the Bible says that his disciples keeps his commandments. So, so we've got to begin to analyze and look at why we get some yeses and why we get some noes. Amen. Now, let's go back to Matthew chapter number 7. Let's go back. Let's go back now to Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to look at verse number 22. We won't be before you long. We just want to send out the punch, <laughs> let you receive it, and then we'll see how we feel when we leave from here. Now, verse number 22 says, he says, many will say to me in that day, that day meaning the day of judgment, the last day, they'll say, Lord, Lord, Master, Master. Have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. It's interesting that God gave a rebuttal right before he talks about what they say they have have been doing. God gives a rebuttal. Okay, he talks about they've done many works, cast out devils and prophesied and proclaimed uh, the word. But then now let's look at verse number 23. 23 says, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You'll find in the, in the book of Psalms where it says that God hates the workers of iniquity. So, so he's saying now, even though you've done all this, these wonderful things, Matthew chapter 7, verse number 22, even though you've done all of these wonderful things and you've done them in his name, God says, get away from me. He said, ye workers of iniquity. So we wonder, how in the world can we do all these wonderful works? How can we perform those, the miracles? Hmm. How is it that we're able to prophesy and preach and see people heal and, and see people delivered and set free, see people brought into to salvation? But God is saying, he's calling them, Workers of iniquity. In other words, they are violators of the law. And oh, holy, oh, holy spirit. And he said, before you put it on the preachers, we've all a priest. Because see, I heard the Holy Ghost just say, some folks are there, that's some preachers. No, you've been proclaimed to carry the gospel too. 
You may not stand behind the wood, but you are in the marketplace every day proclaiming the word of God. But see, we can be doing some things and still not be in the will of God. You can be gifted. I'm going to show it to you. You can be gifted, anointed, and still out of the will of God. Show you. Let's, let's, let's go somewhere. I'll shoot it quick. Let's go somewhere. Let's go to the book of Numbers. Let us go to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter number 22. Numbers chapter number 22. Access denied. Numbers chapter number 22. All right. Numbers chapter number 22. Are we there? We're going to begin reading at verse number 5, and we're going to talk about two people in this text. It's very important that you you understand the meaning of their names and and their purpose, okay? Related to Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23, because you can be doing some things, just like in the book of Revelations, the the false prophets back in, in, in the Revelations, in the end time, they're going to be doing miracles too, but a lot of people are going to be deceived. Now, Numbers chapter number 22, beginning at verse number 5. Verse 5 says, He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam. Talking about Balaam. He sent messengers therefore unto Balaam, the son of Boar, which by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of of the earth, and they abide over against me. I'm going to read verse number 6. Verse 6 says, Come now, therefore, I pray thee, curse me, this people, for they are too mighty for me. Preadventure I shall prevail, that we may smite them, and that I may drive them out of the land. For I walk that he whom thou blessest is blessed, and he whom thou curses is cursed. All right. Verse number 7. 7 says, And the elders of Moab and the elders of the Midians departed with the reward of divination in their hand. And they came unto Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balaam. Now, the word Balaam here, it means the destroyer of the people. Balaam was a false prophet, but he had the reputation that he can curse or bless. And whatever he cursed or blessed, it came to pass, okay? Now, Balak, it also means a waster or an an annihilator. So what's happening here, Balaam, that false prophet, he's carrying out the will of the king, the Balaam. He's, He's carrying out the will. In other words, he wants to waste God's people. He wants to waste God's people. Now, God's people has been delivered. They, they've been brought out of Egypt. They've been brought out of the world. And now, here it is. They have sent for him. They sent for the false prophets. You know how it is back in the day. I don't know about y'all, but back in the day, you know, they had that witchcraft stuff. You know, y'all know about back in the day? <laughs> Root workers. Now, listen, y'all don't act like you, 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 most of y'all old just like me. You, you done heard about them root workers. You'd have heard about sprinkling this pepper, the salt, and all that mess, and throwing stuff over your back and all that. 
Well, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Don't act like you've been saved all your life. No, know nothing. Amen. Now, if you're young and don't know where you know now, because back in the day, we all did some of that crazy stuff. Our parents did it, okay? But so here he is. But look at the reason why he wanted him cursed. See, there, there will always be a bailiff, a, a waster, or a destroyer that will be in your, in your circle. Or, and, and the whole purpose is it wants to des- destroy the God within you. It wants to curse you. It don't want to bless you because it, it, it recognizes the fact that you belong to the Lord. Now, in verse number 6, the first thing he talks about, he talks about he's asking him to curse God's people. And this is the reason why. It says, for they are too mighty for me. They are too mighty for me. In other words, they're too strong. We got to get rid of them. It's something about them that's special. So we got to get rid of them. So how you get rid of them? I want you to, I'm, I'm going to send for a false prophet, and I'm going to have him to, to curse God's people. Well, one thing for sure, you can't curse what God didn't bless. That, that, there's no way. You, can, you cannot curse what God has blessed. But, but then the, 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 the king, is he's kind of crazy. He says, I want them driven out of the land. In other words, I don't want to see them no more. I want you to come on. I want you to curse them. I want you to curse them. Watch what they do in verse number 7. In verse number 7, it talks that they come with a reward of deviation. In other words, they come with a reward from, from the evil spirits. They want to make sure that Balaam does what he's requested to do. He's requested, his request to him is to destroy the people of God. That's, see, that's the adversary's, that's his goal. He wants to destroy us. But what he doesn't understand is there is no way because we are blessed people. Now, you've got to speak for yourself. Amen. God's people are blessed people. And when God says you're blessed, whatever he has willed for your life, can nobody take it away. So you've got to make sure that you know what God has willed for your life. You got to know, make sure you know what the purpose is God has for your life. Okay? Now, let's go now. Let's go now to Second Peter. Second Peter. Moving a little quickly. Second Peter, chapter number two. Second Peter. Let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter, chapter number two. Second Peter. Access denied. Second Peter, chapter Number two, looking at verse number 15. Now, New Testament is backing up what took place in the old. Okay, Second Peter, chapter 2, looking at verse number 15. It says, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Basar, who love the wages of unrighteousness. Do you not know people will forsake the right way and they will follow after that false prophet that's given a, a false false information because they love, look what it says, because he loved the wages of unrighteousness. See, we don't understand because see, 
Sometimes we think that living right don't pay off. But honey, let me tell you, living right does pay off. <laughs> Unrighteousness, it will be rewarded. It, it gets its reward. Unrighteousness. The one that follows the way of unrighteousness. But then he says he loved the wages. That meant wages. Holy Spirit. He loved the wages of unrighteousness. In other words, he loved the payoff because wages is a payoff. He loved the wages of the unrighteous. See, whenever you follow Balaam, the false prophet, whatever they tell you to do, see, you're thinking you get some wages because you, you love that. You, you, what you see is tangible, but that thing is not real. See, it will not give you the, the power and the access that you need to the kingdom that's within you. And then look at verse number 16 in Second Peter chapter 2. Verse 16 says, but was re- rebuked for his iniquity. And the way Balaam, that false prophet, the one that wanted to annihilate God's people or waste God's people, this is how he was rebuked in verse 16. But was rebuked for his iniquity. Watch this. The dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. See, the, see, the prophet was mad. He was crazy. So the way for God to stop him from doing what he was doing, God had to, and this is scripture, God had to let an ass start talking to him. See, you, you, you got to know and understand what's before you. See, when Balaam was trying to go do what he was going to do against the people of God, God said, no, hold up. So he allowed, uh, the Bible said, a dumb ass to begin to speak to him because, see, he's blinded. He can't see. And see, when you can't see what's going on in, in the spirit realm, then you will follow whatever that gives you the wages. Because that's why he was, he, that's why he was following. That's why he was going, because he was, oh, he was hired. He was, he was hired to curse God's people. Hey, check out your inner circle. Check out your inner circle and see who's been hired to curse you. Check, check out your inner circle. Because, see, you, 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 that's, where the, that's where the Spirit has to come in. That's why it's so important. I hear you, Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to have access to what's on the inside of you. Because go back to what the Scriptures say in Matthew. Everybody said, Lord, Lord, they ain't going in. In other words, they don't know the God that you know. You have to make sure that you have to make sure that that your inner circle are there to encourage to and to support and to bless you. But see, the adversary always got somebody set there to curse you. Okay, but we want to deal with this will now. We we, we want to deal with the will now. Remember that scripture says, "Everybody can't and it's not going in." Then it goes on and it says, "But those that does the will." Of the Father. So, what is the will of the Father? Glad you asked. Let's go to First Thessalonians. Just want to teach. Just just want to teach a little bit. Pass it on, and then let you chew on it for a while. First Thessalonians, chapter number four. Are we there? First Thessalonians, chapter number four. 
looking at verse number three, the will of the Father, okay? Verse number three, 1 Thessalonians chapter four, it says this, for this is the will of who? God. Even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication. Will of God. Well, what is sanctification? Sanctification is purification. Sanctification is holiness. And then it goes on and it says that ye should abstain from fornication. Now, fornication is both external and internal. Okay? Because anything that's unclean or unlawful, that is fornication. Okay? So when we look at it, we got to understand one of the will, the will, one of the things that God said is in his will is that we become holy. See, sanctification means holiness and purification. The Bible says, uh, without holiness, no man can see God. So, in other words, we've got to live according to the standards of God. And the only way we can live according to the standards of God, we need Jesus Christ in our life. Because we can't do it by ourselves. Now, anybody that thinks they can live this life without Christ is a fool. You've got to have Christ in your life to be able to make it in and even to access what's on the inside of you. It's very, it's very important. And then he says in verse number 4, in First Thessalonians chapter number 4, it says that every one of you should know, know is a key word, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. You got to know it. You, got, you have to know how to possess holiness or purification. You have to know. You can't be guessing. Knowing is not guessing. Am I, and y'all people out there, knowing is not guessing. You got to know. You got to know how to possess. Ooh, possess is a strong word. It, possess means you really have to wrestle. You, you, you have to go through many things in order to possess the sanctification and holiness that God requires of our life. It's external as well as internal. Internally, you got to know how to possess the kingdom of God that's within you. If you don't know how to possess it, then you won't have access to it. Somebody said, well, yeah, I do. No. The only way you got access, according to the scriptures in Matthew 17, Matthew 7, is you have to be doing the will of God. And his will is sanctification, holiness, purification. This is his will. This is God's will for our life. We got to know how to do this thing, okay? The next thing is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse number 18. That's give them something to think about. And I did. I'm still thinking about it. 
All right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 18. Hard one, hard one, hard one. It says, verse 18, in, thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, if you got it or if you can see it, let us all read it together. Amen. What does it say? In everything, give thanks for this will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Leave that up. Leave it up. What does it say in what? Can we pick and choose what we want to give thanks for? Remember, he says now in Matthew chapter 7, can't, you can't have access really, basically what he's saying, unless you're doing the will. If we can't give God everything, thanks and everything, that means we're not doing his will. Is that not what the word says? Is it easy? No. Is it hard? Yes. It's hard to give God thanks in everything. But that's what he said. He says that's his will. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, what the next thing say? Concerning you. This is the will of God. I looked around, starting from my own house this morning. My husband couldn't barely walk. He come in there and he said, Brenda, I believe my old hip gone. Struggling to walk. Now you tell me, how am I going to be able to come in here and preach and giving God thanks and I see him deteriorating right before my eyes? Is that going to be easy? No. Is it a requirement concerning me? Yes. Many of you came sick. Many of you are hurting too. But he says we still got to give him thanks. He says in all things. So what are we faced with? What are the circumstances and the situations that we are going through? What trials are we going through that God said in everything? Now listen, some pieces of the puzzle I don't want. I'm not going to stop here and tell you no lie. Does it fit the piece of the puzzle? Yes, it does. But it's a piece that I don't want. And if anybody up in here say, oh, yeah, I'll take every piece, they're telling a lie. Because there are some things that comes in our life we do not want. We struggle. See, that, that, but it's, the, it's still the will of God, he said, concerning you. See, God got something great. There's something beyond what we're going through, and we have to keep pressing until we get over on the other side of what he has for us. He said this is his will. You think I'm, I love, I love ministering, I love teaching, I love preaching. Do you think I enjoy having to sit down, take my time, and make sure God give me a word, I'm sitting listening to God, and, and I'm here standing? 
Somebody said, well, you can get somebody else to do it. But listen, God didn't call them. He called me. He assigned me. He assigned Dr. Manley. But when Dr. Manley's down, it's just like your feet. When you're walking, you put one foot in the front of the other one. One in front of the other one. Both of them does not walk at the same time. In the same direction. Right there together. Think about what, what you've been handed during your lifetime. Have you given God thanks for everything that came your way? Everything that came your way, good, bad, indifferent, and ugly. Did you give God thanks in everything? But that's his will. Even the life that you may have lived before you received Jesus Christ, did you give God thanks for that? When somebody ripped you off, did you still give God thanks for that? Well, I, ain't gonna tell, I, I can't say I did that. Because when some when folks ripped us off before in the ministry, now I can't say I jumped up and said, Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, when they didn't stole thousands, 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 thousands of dollars from me. I can't tell you that I did that. But that was the will of God. Mm. In all things, give him thanks. This is his will, God's will. This is his command concerning us. Losses, gains, we're supposed to treat them the same. Are we? Are we receiving access denied when we're trying to get into the... Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. See, we all have a vault on the inside of us. See, that kingdom is a vault. What do you put in a vault? Valuable things. Things that are rare. That's in that vault. So we got to make sure we get access to this vault that's on the inside of us. Because that's where the king lives. See, we got, we got to make sure that we do not hinder our own selves from receiving what God has on the inside of that kingdom, that vault. Hey, I want everything God has, but... some things I don't want him to give me. You know, how many folks have said, I want everything God got for me. want everything God got for me. Well, what about them bitter, bitter pieces? You know, they got sweet chocolate and they got bitter chocolate, right? Well, I don't know about y'all, I don't like, I don't like bitter chocolate. But all of it, all of it, we got to take both. The sweet chocolate and the bitter chocolate, we got to have take it both. They both serve a purpose. Everything God gives us serves a purpose. Everything on the, ooh, Holy Spirit, everything that's on the plate that we're being served is according to God's will. God has allowed it to happen. Because, see, he sees farther than what we see. Somebody said, well, well, this happened and that happened and this happened and that happened. But maybe if it hadn't happened, you wouldn't learn something. When do you learn? Oh, do you learn in your successes or do you learn in your failures? When do you learn? When do we learn? 
See, if I never fail at anything, I would know how to succeed. But let me tell you something. Even, see, God don't, God don't make failures. God, that's not how God has us to roll. God allows us to go through situations and circumstances that will help us to get to the next level because you're going to carry that with you. When we was little, we didn't like them greens. And some of them, them young kids don't like greens right now. But they're good for you, right? They do something. What you say, sister? Yeah. <laughs> it does something for your body. It takes out those impurities, those things that's not good, those things that has contaminated us. God knows what we need. We don't know all the things that we need. No, we don't always like it, don't love it, but it's good for us. In a little while, you'll see why. In a little while, in a little while, you'll see why. Because there's something great on the, on, on the other side. Now, this is the last scripture, St. Matthew Chapter number 26. Matthew. Chapter number 26. Matthew 26. And we're the greatest example that we can have is Jesus Christ himself. Matthew chapter number 26. Looking at verse number 39. The Bible says, you know. It's interesting that in verse number 39, in Matthew chapter number 26, the first part of verse 39 says, And he went a little farther. Put a pen right there. They got a comma. Put a pen. Now, you got to understand now, his disciples didn't want to sleep on him. One of his disciples has betrayed him. They've talked junk about our Jesus. One of his main disciples, he had to rebuke because he was saying, you know, it wasn't in God's will for for Jesus to die. But in verse number 39 in Matthew 26 says, and he went a what? A little farther. He didn't say he had to go a long way now. He says, after all that, go back and read the chapter. Look at everything Christ went through. And out of everything he went through, and even though, the, I mean, he went through some things in his own life where he really didn't want to. But he says, the word said, and he went a little farther. And then what he did was, and he fell on his face. And all he went through, he decided I'm, I'm going to take a few more steps. I'm going to go a little bit further. But before I go too far, I got to get on my face before the Lord. He says, and he, he fell on his face, and he fell on his face and prayed. He prayed. Prayer will give us access into what's on the inside of us. The Bible says he went a little bit further. He fell on his face. He prayed and he said to his father, if, 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 if it be possible, if it's not in your will, he said, let this cup. There's a lot of things in our cup that we don't know about. He said, let this cup 
blasphemy. He didn't want to go through it. Jesus did not want to go through it. He said, let this cup pass for me. But watch what he says at the end. He said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. In other words, he said, no, God, I want this cup. I want it to pass from me. All this that's in this cup, I want it to pass from me. But then he said, wait a minute, hold up. He said, God, not, not my will, but let your will be done. See, God's will for us is not always the same thing that we will. Think about it. What is our will? It's a personal question for everybody. What is our will? What is it that we don't want? (laughs) We don't want to drink from that cup. Now, we don't want to be so boastful like those other disciples in telling Jesus, listen, oh, yeah, we can drink from that cup, can you? Because everything that's in the cup is, is don't taste good. But he says, not my will. But God, I want your will to be done. Give God thanks. And everything is what he says. And then he says, this is his will concerning you. What is your card doing? I'm not talking about the one that's connected with your bank account. I'm talking about your spiritual card. Are you getting denied? Or do you have access? In order to have access, you got to do the will of God. It's a thought question. Access denied. And all that access denied is, is being connected to the will of God. Chew on it. Think about it. You remember at the beginning we said, What you thought you know, what you think you know, put it aside. And hear what the Spirit is saying from his word. Are you willing to do his will? Because sometimes his will is very painful. And we don't always understand his will. But who knows best for us? God himself. God himself, he knows what's best. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. As them Baptists, uh, they can cut it off.